You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome in. It is the Tuesday edition, Jay Barker Show, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today with coworkers, family, and friends. You'll absolutely love it. Great times, other great food, great drinks. Do a lot of charitable events and a lot of other type of events as well. Birthday parties, bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, anything you can name. Great place to tailgate before any event down at Protective Stadium or UAB football games there at home. That is Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. You might see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Good afternoon, gentlemen. We got a big show lined up uh, coming up uh, in the one o'clock hour. We got Andrew Bone also hearing me talk about high tide traditions yesterday, and uh, today they'll be launching uh, a new platform. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later on once it goes live. And uh, I'll actually be on with Ryan Fowler coming up around two two fifteen. And uh, discuss that as well with him and his audience there at Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station. And uh, the press release is going out here in just a little bit. Pretty interesting. Uh, it's going to allow the University of Alabama, through their collective, to raise money for the average fan that's out there, the one that can't give 1000 10000 million, $10 million, you know, all the different big donors. 
uh, that still can participate in this, but it's really for the alumnus, for the, the frat houses, for the uh, all the different alumni, the sidewalk alumni, we call them people that didn't go to Alabama, but a huge Alabama fans that can participate in uh, the NIL and uh, be a part of that with the players. And that's not just football. It's all sports for the Crimson Tide. So we'll tell you about that, how you can earmark that, and a lot of other things coming down the pike. So uh, really excited about that for Alabama and what they're building up there, and uh, especially the NIL, a group outside of the university, which all the collectives are with High Tide Tradition. So we'll get into that and much more coming up, but a lot of other news coming up. And actually, we should have an announcement pretty, pretty soon. I think we might see a flip for Alabama at a certain position. not going to name him yet, uh, but I'll let that happen first. But uh, we're waiting on some recruiting news. Andrew Bone is going to be covering that for us at noon, and uh, he'll give us some information on that as well as coming up at one fifteen. But, guys, good afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, fantastic. Doing great. Doing great. Got Lincoln in the house here and uh, dropped my girls off at daycare. And, Jay, this is my final time going to Primrose. <laughs> I've been going there seven years, written them uh, more checks than I care to uh, remember. I uh, could have sent all my kids to, I swear, uh, Harvard for the amount of money that that I have given uh, that I've given to the people at uh, Primrose. But they did a great job, and uh, yeah, it's sort of a uh, uh, defining day in the history of uh, me and my children. Do you remember when your kids were out of daycare? Do you remember? I mean, I, I swear I will remember this day as much as when they graduate from college because, yeah. again, of the financial uh, sort of distress it put me under for the last seven years. I'll be honest. They did not go to daycare. They went to uh, Mother's Day Out was one of the one of the first ones, um, and they would go for like two or three hours, um, and that was more of a kind of a preschool type setting or whatever else. And then um, Audrey, our last, went to Mountain Brook Baptist. They had a Mother's Day out. Again, it was 9 o'clock, um, and no lie, just probably three times a week, Sarah and I would look at each other and go, oh, my gosh, we forgot to get Audrey. <laughs> yeah, I to we would rush. We would rush to go grab her, and every time that the teacher would be standing outside, by, and, and Audrey would have her arms crossed, like, again? Are you kidding me? Again? That's funny. And, uh, but, um, you know. After show, lunch, all that type of stuff, and, and we'd play tennis and all that good stuff, and then, you know, what happens. And so uh, we'd lose track of time. <laughs> we, didn't, uh, we didn't do daycare a lot. We tried nannies at work sometimes. Sometimes it didn't. Uh, nothing worked with my son. Uh, I'm not kidding. He got run out of two. Literally. <laughs> really? They'd call me and go, okay. Had enough. You know, he'd, he'd get, like, on probation and then probation two, and then finally. You know, and it wasn't because he was that... He wasn't a bad kid. He just had so much energy. And, yeah, you know, when you crawl over the stalls in the bathroom, that's a bit of a problem. But um, he turned out all right. But I do know one thing. One of the reasons we didn't do gay care was the cost. Yeah. And then finally I was, I was making decent money. So um, we didn't have primrose. We didn't have that type of daycare. It, it was either the church or it was the yeah, you know, you went to a uh, a local daycare that was in the backyard of somebody in your neighborhood that said, "Hey, we'll take the kids in." And you know what? I mean, it, it wasn't like you know that there was all this like the Primrose and all these yeah. other big ones that have come about over time. So, um, yeah, for them, that's one of the best in the nation. Much less, I mean, it is the Harvard. 
Harvard of daycare. I would love that. I yeah. would love to know what it costs. I guess you'll have to tell me during I'll the break. I'll tell you. Yeah, it's, a, it's not oh. an insignificant and, amount. And times two at least and sometimes three? It, at one point it was three, yeah. Um, that is a tuition payment. Yes, You're going to get paid yeah, rates. Yeah. And they all started yes, They all started at eight weeks. So wow. they're <laughs> eight weeks old. They're wow. in daycare. Um, but, wow. Uh, Where are we going? Where's dinner tonight? <laughs> God, you just saved a chunk of money. Yeah, I did. But you know I what? Did. You always find another place for it when you have kids. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right, let me get it. So Alabama has flipped tight end Lockwood. Uh, tight end. Ty Lockwood from Ohio State. So another big get for the Crimson Tide. Ty Lockwood has now flipped to Alabama. So uh, it's been a big week for Nick Saban. And uh, closing out right as training camp gets started tomorrow. So uh, they're getting uh, all their all their uh, practice schedules together and all the scripts put in place. But uh, another big get for their 2023 recruiting class. Did you see where Richard Young has come out? And he's trying to flip Notre Dame commit Keon Keeley, who is the number one edge linebacker in the nation out of Lehigh, Florida. And Young posted on Twitter, I'm going to flip him and get him to come to Alabama. We'll have to ask uh, Andrew Bone a little bit more in detail, but... Man, is Alabama ever pouring it on? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to talk to Bone about this too. But now, uh, with Lockwood uh, coming to Tuscaloosa, it's the 18th commit in the 2023 20, recruiting class. And um, man, he had been verbally committed to the Buckeyes for about a year, and that's even before Alabama offered him. Uh, they just offered him on Friday. Four days. Yeah, yeah, four days ago. Yeah, and. Um, and uh, it seems like this could be shaping up to be Saban's best recruiting How class. How many times have we said that, Laura? I, I know, <laughs> but but they're they are clearly the top. They're clearly number one. And uh, this past week, it just seems like four star, five star, five star. You know, uh, coming in and um, and this is a position of need uh, for Alabama for sure. And just, uh, you know, looking at some of his highlights, he's very athletic and catch the ball in traffic, good route runner, um, can serve as a inline tight end, good blocker, solid all around player. Six, five, uh, tight end prospect, uh, ranked, uh, Matt number nine and uh, tight ends of the country. Number one forty one player in the country. Number two player in Tennessee, according to 24, seven sports composite committed to Ohio state again, June 17th, 2021. Uh, so over a year ago, becoming the Buckeyes' first 2023 commitment. So he was their number wow. one guy that they were able to oh. get. Alabama flipped him in four days after a visit to Tuscaloosa. So, uh, again, uh, it comes down to recruiting. And if you ask any coach that's ever coached for Coach Saban, um, if you're going to you're gonna work out and, and, and do well, you got to be able to coach on the field. More importantly, you got to be able to bring guys in. Uh, I talked to Braxton last night about it. He said, hey, I'm three for three. Oh, is he? All the guys that he's brought in this summer that, that he's gone out and taken out and all that uh, on recruiting visits. I said, keep, keep up the good work. That, that's a streak. <laughs> yeah. And uh, believe me, as you well know, and he know, that does not go unnoticed. It does not. Yeah. Um, and guys, it's, it's, how- it's interesting that, that Lockwood said that just sitting down and talking with Coach Saban was, in his words, surreal. You know, he said you see him everywhere, and then to be offered by him is special. And and that's sort of the the power of, of Saban because you can it's almost he's one of those guys that uh, when he comes into the room you can feel his presence and uh, and certainly just when you're talking to him one on one 
um, you realize just how impressive he is. And, and uh, boy, you know, to see Alabama go head-to-head with Ohio State and uh, the fact that he was Ohio State's first recruit of this class and for Alabama to flip him in four days uh, really says a lot about uh, what is happening in Tuscaloosa right now. All right, a lot to get into today. More NFL news and notes. Uh, we'll get into the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they get stripped of some first-round picks. Tiger Woods, what an offer oh, he was my. made by Lib. We'll get into that and much more coming up on the other side. We are live from AVX. Audio, video excellence continues here on this Tuesday edition. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms around through tonight. Today's high 90, the low tonight 72. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered showers and storms forming again by afternoon. The high tomorrow at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. All right, welcome back in and Tuesday edition. Jay Barker Show watching us live on Facebook Live, Bam Insider, which is now part of On3 Media and also Bam Insider uh, YouTube uh, channel and uh, those uh, terrestrial radio. Big news coming out today a little bit later on. We'll give you all the ways you can be involved in High Tide Traditions, the new NIL collective for the University of Alabama, and it's going to be a big one. Uh, so we'll tell you about how you can be involved and uh, price points that uh, you can be a part of subscription-based and a lot of things that will come your way as well as uh, some swag uh, that you'll get. Uh, we'll tell you more about that coming up a little bit later on. And, again, I told you earlier I'll be joining Ryan Fowler at the top of his show at 2 o'clock. We'll talk more about that. There will be other, uh, I know, media outlets uh, getting the uh, press release and putting it out throughout the day as well. So look forward to that and uh, how it will serve the Crimson Tide, all athletics, all sports, all athletes, and uh, a great thing put together by the guys at High Tide Tradition. All right, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, some of the things going down, but, man, Tiger Woods, the number that lives supposedly, and this is on Tucker Carlson last night and uh, Greg Norman uh, talking about uh, the fact that uh, Tiger Woods' $700 to $800 million range of uh, being the face of Live Golf. That is absolutely an amazing number, and I uh, think about a guy that, you're not sure whether or not he would return uh, to the game. He has. Can he get back to winning majors or winning tournaments? Um, and I know he's making a lot of money still off the Tiger Woods products, all that type of stuff, but a lot of money, Matt, to turn down. He's a billionaire, uh, but this is billionaire kind of money, seven to $800 million. And I think we can all agree, I don't know if Tiger will ever win another major. I don't know if he'll ever win another tournament, but. Will he draw fans? Will he draw interest? You better believe it. I mean, he is the most visible golfer uh, in the world and, and has been for, what, 30 years? Is that, is that a, a ballpark figure on, on the time? Um, now, it says he's been offered. No response, right? Uh, no, he has not responded, oh. and uh, I doubt he will uh, anytime soon. But, uh, look... In, 
we all know about Tiger's past sort of indiscretions, but now you absolutely cannot question his integrity. If he turns it down. But, I mean, it, Oh, he already has turned it down. Oh. Uh, that, yes. Okay, I thought yeah. I'd just ask you that. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, oh. he has. Yes, he turned okay. it down. Right. Now, yeah, he is. Now saying, we're on the same page. He, and yes, I think you were saying I, he hasn't responded to what was said. Yeah, he oh, yeah. he has not responded okay. to uh, to the, those figures. Um, Josh but, is saying per Bleacher Report he declined, and I'm not really surprised. And you're right. Uh, he's made some uh, bad decisions in his life. Yeah, but uh, this is not one of them, in my opinion. No, I I agree. I agree. He's not taking the money and run, running such as uh, you know Mickelson and Johnson and a host of other guys. Heinrich um, Stinson uh, was the latest to go, like last week, and he turned around and won the tournament. Yeah, won four million bucks. They stripped him of his captaincy of uh, uh, the European Ryder Cup team, and he said, well, "You know what? You can take that C off of my off of my uh, logo off my." Of my golf shirt, uh, I'll gladly take this $4 million, uh check for winning this tournament and who knows what signing bonus he got. But, hey, Charles... But, but Charles P- and the North- PGA numbers went up? Yeah. Their, their numbers have... I mean, competition increased. I mean, when, when you when you uh, raise the uh, the ceiling in, in anything, whether it's in, in jobs, when coaches or players, especially in sports entertainment, then the ceiling rises. Uh, so this has been good, I mean, for the PGA in a sense... I think it woke them up and said, hey, we got to do some things differently. And as we've seen with other leagues, but this one it went head-to-head with a lot of money uh, behind it in order to get some of the top golfers, not all the top and not the top golfers right now, but uh, guys that are up and coming, got some big names, and decided to uh, take on this opportunity with Live Golf. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really don't have that much more to say about well, it, other than Charles Barkley did the same thing, right? right? He he turned he, he down. He, to him. he turned down uh, uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars because he feels uh, um, uh, fidelity to uh, to Turner and uh, and how they have t- treated him over the years and how that's really his home. And also, I'm sure Charles did not want to be a part of uh, anything associated with the Saudi government, um, but. And again, and, and and I get it. I, I would feel the same way. But I, I've said this before. I think it's so hypocritical for NBA guys to come out after everything with China, everything that we know about the Uyghurs, everything we know about where all the factories that make Nike, where all the factories that make the shoes, where all the, the money that's been made from that. I think, you know what I'm saying? I mean, to me, it's a little bit of a double standard, a little bit of a hypocrisy when it comes to that. So. You know, look, make your decision, whatever else. These guys have chosen it from both sides, whether it been the NBA, now with golf, and um, they they got to live with those decisions. Yeah, I just, you know, when you're talking about 9-11 and, and you're going to get an emotional response from people in a way that you won't when you're talking about, you know, uh, making... Virus goes Nikes. out, kills millions of people. Uh, uh, all the things that have gone on with stealing uh, technological the advances... Virus, the, the virus went all over the world. So you look I under, at it. I understand that, but what are you saying? That the Chinese government intentionally re- released no, the virus? No, I'm just saying that there are things that happen inside that lab. Uh, it's now coming to fruition. It's been coming to fruition over the last few years um, about it. Um, but also just the labor stuff that's going on, the, no, the, I, the actual I, I, no, abuse I, I get of what you're so saying. many I get, people. I yeah. get what you're saying. but I, I just think it's, saying, a, I think it's a double standard. Yeah, I think it's hypocrisy, I, to be I honest. Can, and I, and, and I, just, I, I think stay away from the political sports is what it is, right? And um, 
you look at that, and, and, and again, I mean, the intellectual property, we've seen it at Harvard, Stanford, all the ways where we've seen Chinese uh, government has gone and stolen uh, our technologies. I mean, there's, there is a lot to be said in that. And then guess who became the spokesperson for China? LeBron James <laughs> became yeah. the actual absolute spokesperson for them in order to make it look like uh, it was you know something that they shouldn't be doing. The guy from what was it Houston, the Rockets, the owner that put something out that ended up getting uh, I don't know if he had to end up uh, letting go of that or whatever else. I know it's a totally different time. I'm, I'm just saying we have to be careful in in mentioning certain things, certain things happening in sports, or whatever else. There's hypocrisy in a lot of different areas of, of this. And uh, it, it drives me nuts. And, and I'm glad that the PGA has stepped up and said, no, let's keep the guys on American soul. Let's keep the tournaments here. Let's do things here that can make it better. And they've lifted those purses in order to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, another big story today, uh, and I know that we'll talk about this more uh, in the next segment, but uh, the NFL stripped the Dolphins of their 2023 first-round draft pick and their 2024 third-round pick for violating, quote, the integrity of the game. And, uh, and basically it was uh, uh, tampering with Tom Brady and, and Sean Payton. But before we get into the details of that, and just call me, call me crazy, but is this the way for the NFL to change the topic of discussion from Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins? And now does this suggest that Roger Goodell is not going to appeal the decision? It's a great question. Um, I mean, it absolutely has changed what yeah. everybody is talking about. Yeah, yeah it has. And, and so, and why would you have to release it the day after the, the release this information the day after? It's a block and bridge political ploy. I mean, yeah. that's exactly I mean, it, what it's it, done it, it, for. That's uh, a great point. That's, yep. that's 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 what they're doing. And I'm going to tell you, uh, Roger Goodell is going to uh, have to put up his dukes if he's going to leave it at six games. Um, that I think socially he's going to get his butt kicked. Um, I, I I think there's going to be a lot. I think there's going to be some owners and, and some yep. other, but they're not happy with him at least. Why didn't he, Lars, why didn't he at least challenge it? He, I, I mean, they I can come back and say, all right, does. we're sticking with the six, but Goodell could say, well, I tried. Yeah. Right now, it looks like he's hiding behind this Dolphins tampering thing. And how this judge made the distinction between a nonviolent assault and a violent assault is sickening. Absolutely sickening. I don't get any of that. And well, and I heard a couple of talking heads should... this morning talking about former players saying, "Hey, the locker room is uh, they sometimes this galvanizes them, brings them closer together because they they stick behind their teammate." See the fans getting the autographs yeah. at training camp. I mean, rushing up, I mean, like you know, after all this, everything that's been said, uh, people uh, they uh, they like their their superstars, and uh, a lot of times we wonder if our priorities are in order. All right, uh, let's continue on the other side. <laughs> Live from AVX. Mike Rodak's next. He's going to talk about the uh, oh, good. depth chart uh, that he put out yesterday, um, which, you know, Nick Saban read immediately. <laughs> oh, he's right here. He's wrong here. And he said, uh, we don't have a depth chart yet. <laughs> Mike said, Rodak. No, Bryce Young is not the top. The... <laughs> Never mind. Good guesses. All right. So we'll uh, talk about that and much more coming up on the other side. Live from AVX. Audio, video, excellence continues. Stay with us.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now. Now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Yeah, we just wonder if my, his mic up. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, welcome back in. Mike Rodak joining us from AL.com, and he has gotten the depth chart directly from Matt Coulter. <laughs> I wouldn't say Nick Saban. No, uh-uh. <laughs> Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker, and uh, Mike Rodak, Rodak joining us now. Great to have him on from AL.com, and uh, we're right there a day away from Alabama getting started for fall camp. So let's welcome him in. Mike, good, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, is it scary to write a depth chart when <laughs> Nick Saban has made many comments about depth charts? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think they understand that we kind of have our job to do and they have their job to do. And I've never gotten any sort of pushback or feedback. Oh, you shouldn't be doing a depth chart. I think they understand, you know, sort of what the, the business is, and I'm sure, you know, when Saban comes out Thursday night and, and talks about the start of camp, he'll probably make some comment about the depth chart, how we'll ask him those questions, but I think behind the scenes, he knows, like, that's sort of our job, is that we have to do those sort of things, so I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, the fans want to know. Absolutely. Yeah, they want to know about the new guys and kind of who's up next, and uh, the, 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 the thing for Alabama that's so tough about depth charts is that, and Matt, you can go back to the time when you were covering us at Alabama. I mean, it didn't change over like this. I mean, you didn't have the transfers and no. the guys gone in two or three years. You, you could yeah. sit back and, and really get to know guys for four or five years. And freshmen didn't play that much back then. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I mean, a few could step up and yeah. jump right in, but uh, not like today. The, another thing is that that Alabama needs a depth chart because they are so darn deep. Um, but I want to jump out there. Mike, and ask you about the tackle position. Um, you've got Tyler Steen and then Kendall Randolph. Would that be a left-right situation? And just discuss the tackles in general. Uh, and then a follow-up, uh, are the Brockmeyers going to finally start playing this year? Yeah, so I'll, I'll start with the, the first two guys. I, I think Steen is in a really good spot to start at left tackle. Now, how good he is as the starter at left tackle, I think, is sort of remains to be seen. He hasn't really had a full practice yet because he didn't come to Alabama until after the, the spring period. So we haven't really seen him yet. They haven't really seen him yet in a, a true practice setting. So it's kind of hard to exactly 
know what you're going to get out of him. And at the end of the day, you're probably not going to get what you got out of Evan Neal last year, what you got out of Alex Leatherwood in the past, or Jonah Williams. Like I think that's that's going to be a drop off. That's that's hard to uh, to replace some of those guys. So he's probably the left tackle, right tackle. I think they're they're still going to try to give Kendall Randolph a shot. And that's something that Saban said in the spring was they wanted to give him every opportunity to win an offensive line job because he's kind of played that blocking tight end role the last couple of years and. You know, it's his six years, his last year, you sort of do right by the guy. I don't know if he'll be the starter at right tackle. I think it might be more a situation like like Chris Owens, basically, where if you need him, you can play him there. But I think they're trying to get a younger guy in there, probably more talented guy, I think, in, in J.C. Latham. Um, if I had to kind of put money on it, I would say Latham's probably your, your starting right tackle week one against Utah State. So, But overall, that position is still – you kind of rank all the positions in terms of like how good would you feel walking out there, you know, for the first game of the year. I think tackles probably at the bottom of the list just because there's two new guys, a guy who played at Vandy who you just people don't really know a whole lot, whole lot about, um, and then the guy who if they play them starts, then you haven't really seen any of him yet in a game setting. So a lot of uncertainty. And then with the Brockemeyers, I mean, I think ideally if Tommy Brockemeyer had panned out so far to what typically a five-star recruit would do at Alabama, then he probably would be in a position here maybe to start in year two, but just didn't really seem to work out for him to see the field at all last year. And when he did see the field during the spring game, it was it was a disaster, quite frankly. It was kind of late in the game. He got beat a few times and just didn't look all that great. So he's got a long ways to go before I think he sees real game action. And then James Brockemeyer, his, his brother, the center, kind of buried right now in that depth chart behind Darian Dalcourt and Seth McLaughlin. Like, I don't think, unless there's multiple injuries, I don't think we'll see him at all this year. Another position group that people are very, really intrigued with is uh, the wide receivers. So uh, what is your analysis of the depth chart at wide receivers you, uh, as you dig into it? Yeah, so I don't know if, if we'll, like the last few years, especially last year, we kind of knew that Mechie and Jamison Williams were the top two guys, like unquestioned, they're going to be on the field together a lot. I don't know if it will necessarily be 1A and 1B like that, where it's just two guys at the very top and everything else sort of, you know, maybe maybe have a slot guy and everything else kind of falls behind. Like, I think it could be a little bit of a mix. Like maybe there's certain situations where you want Jermaine Burton out there and, and Trayshawn Holden or Burton and, and Jacory uh, Brooks to be a little bit bigger. Maybe there's certain situations where you want Tyler Harrell out there with Burton and Holden, maybe one of the freshmen, maybe JoJo Earl to kind of give you some speed and, and stretch the field. Like I think there could be some mix, mixing and matching that goes on there where, I mean, if Tyler Harrell and Jermaine Burton – kind of emerge as the next Mechie and Williams, and I, I think they'll earn the opportunity to be out there every play, but it may not be the same group out there. Um, I think it, it could be very situation-dependent just because, again, you don't have that that top level of receiver that maybe they've had the last couple of years, but still some really intriguing guys and some guys with a lot of speed, which is certainly something they've been looking for. And, and just a quick follow-up, uh, what's your assessment of JoJo Earl? Yeah, I think the injury last year really kind of threw him off because there was a lot of optimism. I mean, for Nick Saban to come out on his radio show, whatever it was, the first week or two of last season and say he was Waddle-like. I mean, whenever we ask Nick Saban for comparisons, he always shoots them down and says he doesn't like to compare players. And for him to come out and make that comparison, 
especially as a freshman. I mean, that said a lot to me. And I think he had that big game against Mercer, was it? I was early in the year last year. Um, I think it was Mercer. And everybody thought, like, hey, this kid could really come along. And then he had the injury. I think it was the knee. And that kind of knocked him out for a month or two and never really kind of came back. So now that he's healthy, um, I think he could kind of earn that number three slot type role if that's if they're going to go with the same sort of system they had last year, maybe that Slade Bolden type role. But we'll have to see. Like I think he's he's certainly in the mix of the top four or five guys. But to see it kind of shake out over the next couple of weeks and see how much he gets, how much playing time he gets, I think is still you know to be determined. Yeah, the uh, Jermaine Burton, uh, Jacory comes on. Brooks, so good at the end of the year, middle of the year, made some great plays, the touchdown uh, against uh, George as well. Um, Kendrick Law had a great spring. Uh, you look at, and I agree with you, JoJo Earl, but you know it is kind of like who is that next Slade Bolden guy that can be that possession receiver you count on when you need that third and five, third and six, third and eight, uh, you know, second and ten, and get you some big yardage. He's not maybe going to be the breakaway player, but you know that he's going to catch the ball, be protected with the ball, and uh, they got to find that guy. Yeah, totally. I think can that we is... do a little special teams here? Excuse yeah, me, totally. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. No, no, no. Jay asked you a question, and I was just reading something else on your article and jumped in there like an idiot. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, I do sorry, think sorry, that, yeah, they could use no. that slot possession receiver. I think that, I mean, it worked out. And Slade Bolden, I think, kind of got a bad rap when he was going to the NFL. Like, this guy's not any good, and he went undrafted, and you know, there's the Edelman comparisons, which Edelman was probably the better athlete. Like, if, if Bolden had tested better at the Combine, I think he would have been in a better position to be drafted. But he was still, like, a, a serviceable, decent part of that offense for the last couple of years. And people kind of forget that, especially the Mac year, um, you know, kind of behind Devontae and, and Waddle for a little while. Like, he was still a, a, an important part of that offense. And that is something they still have to – try to find to re- either replace or do something different where maybe they don't use quite the same player in their offense. Will we see Gibbs in a lot of returns? I think so. You know, and the thing with returns too, like I, I've sort of beaten this drum the last couple of years. Like I, I do think people do overrate kick returns, both at the NFL level and college football now, because they just don't happen very often. There's so many touchbacks and, you actually look at the number of returns like per season, that's like under 20. Um, and, yes, there are a couple times, like Jameson Williams had the two touchdowns against Southern Miss. That was probably, yes, A, part, partly because Jameson Williams is super fast, but B, because of the athletes you're playing on the other side of the ball. We didn't really see that in SEC play. Um, but, yeah, if you can break one or two and just kind of find – some extra points or some extra yards somewhere in the return game that helps. I don't think it's when you look at the overall course of the season, like it's, it's still a very, very small part of what you do is the return game and punt returns too. I mean, there's so many fair catches and um, you know, there's penalties and some of their big returns last year too. So it kind of takes everything to go right. But I do think whether it's kick or punt, I think we're going to see Gibbs somewhere in there, probably going to see Earl somewhere in there as well. And, and maybe some of those freshman receivers, too, to try to see the field a little bit. Mike Rodak, our guest from AO.com, talking Alabama depth charts, some of the players that uh, are going to be uh, total impacts coming up this year. And another one is Will Reichert up again for the uh, Groza Award uh, there on the radar. But, uh, man, just talk about how important he's been for Alabama with a lot of kicking woes for Nick Saban 
over the years, but he has been so consistent, the product out of Hoover, Alabama. Yeah, and that's kind of an underrated play in that Iron Bowl last year, too. I mean, there's a lot of underrated plays. I think Nick Saban brought up the throwaways from Bryce Young that prevented the sacks and the clock running out. But at the end of that drive, after Ja'Cory Bush's touchdown, Alabama was still down one point. And, I mean, an extra point, especially in college where the hash marks are wider and you're kicking at an angle in some cases, like, there are some kicks that, in, against in that stadium and that environment, like, that's not 100% a gimme kick. And he still made under under those circumstances. It was kind of a similar distance, a similar spot on the field to um, Joseph Bolivis two years ago, three years ago now, the 2019 Iron Bowl. And you know, he missed that one in that case, Bolivis did, and, and Reichert hit this one. So kind of an underrated play. Um, you know, not the same quality caliber of season last year for Reichert that he had the year before, but comes back for another year, you know, could very well have that again. And, you know, if Alabama can't finish drives because their offensive line is not perfect or their receiver position still coming along, then, yeah, those field goals could be important. And I think they were important in some games last year. I mean, there was a decent amount of close games last year that maybe didn't come down to a field goal, but, you know, certainly I think you felt good, you know, as an Alabama fan when, when Riker is coming out. And that's, that's obviously an improvement from, um, you know, some of the days passed. On the defensive side of the ball, and by the way, I could talk about depth chart all day long. I find this fascinating. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, what position group are there the most question marks? I'd say corner. And I think even um, ESPN, when they had their, their spring game broadcast uh, for Alabama, had spoken to Pete Golding, which it's very rare that we actually speak to Pete Golding. It's going to happen next Sunday. And that will be the last time we talk to him until uh, whatever bowl game they play in. But they did get the chance to speak to Pete, and Pete even said that corner was his number one concern going into the summer. And I think that's sort of been played out where you can listen to Nick Saban at media days, and he's running down the depth chart basically himself, and he's saying that you know they need their corner position to be up to snuff if they're going to do what they want to do on defense, which I'm sure is going to be a lot of you know pressure, and they have – the best pass rushers in the country. They have, I think, a really good run defense up front. They have some good safeties, but their corners were an issue. Um, late in the year last year, the second half of that Georgia game, you know, when you had Joe out, you had Armour Davis out, it was Kyrie Jackson and, and Kool-Aid McKinstry. And I think they trust those guys to an extent, but it's not like you have Patrick, Patrick Sertan and Marlon Humphrey out there. Like, there's, there's a gap that needs to be made up. Um, to have two reliable, even just one really reliable lockdown corner. And I think people thought maybe that would be Eli Ricks. And in the spring, he never really emerged onto that first team right away. And, you know, you still listen to Saban on, on Ricks, and it just doesn't sound nearly as positive as Saban talking about Gibbs or talking about Burton. And that's that's definitely a red flag. And I don't know, and we're not going to be out there for any practices this August, but I don't think we'll see Rex with the first team right away. I think they're going to try to make him earn that. And we even heard Saban say that he needs to, you know, he's been a starter in this league before, which is a little bit of a challenge, I think, on, on Saban's part, and saying that he needs to know what to do and how to do it and, and why it's important to do that, which is always you know, a line that Saban likes to repeat. So, um, I don't think there's any, any certainties at corner right now, and I don't think there's any certainties with, with Eli Ricks either. Mike Rodak joining us, and again from AL.com. Always great stuff, my man. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Great, uh, yeah. great article on the depth chart and getting ready for 
Alabama's start uh, tomorrow when it comes to uh, fall camp. Hard to believe we're back at it once again. That's Mike Rodak from AL.com. Thank you, Mike. You got it. Thank you. All right. Good stuff there. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and continue live from ABX Audio Video Excellence continues here on this Tuesday edition. Don't forget Andrew Bone going to join us at 115. Big announcement today. Big get for Alabama flipping Ohio State's commitment, their first commitment, and uh, did it in just four days after his visit to the Crimson Tide. We'll tell you more about it coming up on the other side as well as with Andrew Bone at 115. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms around through tonight. Today's high 90, the low tonight 72. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered showers and storms forming again by afternoon. The high tomorrow at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. All right, welcome back in as we continue here on this Tuesday edition. Biggest story for Alabama today, though. Alabama football flips four-star 2023 tight end Ty Lockwood from Ohio State to Alabama. Did in a four-day period of time. Well, four recruiting went into it, but he came in and then flipped after four days on a visit to uh, Alabama. And uh, Ty Lockwood is a uh, six-foot-five and a very uh, attractive tight end. He is uh, number nine tight end in the country, number 141 player in the country. Number two player in Tennessee. Tennessee producing a few more players than we have seen in the past, and uh, that's one of Heupel's probably biggest issues. When uh, when Tennessee was at their best and uh, one of the top teams in the SEC, they were great at recruiting nationally. Right. And uh, now to, not to be able to keep guys at home, and for Ohio State, a big loss for them. But, again, Alabama on three, we looked at the metrics yesterday, they were sitting at the number one spot and recruiting classes, this is only going to help them once again. We'll talk to Andrew Bone coming up next hour, hour number two at one fifteen about it. But uh, Nick Saban just keeps adding to it. Yeah, he does. And about the time somebody says, oh, Alabama's only 30th, here they go. Nick Saban's old. It's all over. Boom. And then, like, what? I think less than two weeks, he signed what? Or verbally committed. Four. Four fives or four or five fours. Or, yeah. I think you get my jest. He's. He's bolted to number one, and I think he was kind of edged with uh, Ohio State until we heard from Richard Young. And what I think is very interesting, like I said just a little while ago, that Richard Young is openly on Twitter trying to flip people for Alabama. Mm-hmm. And what does that tell you? And I want I want to ask you this, and then Andrew later. Uh, I think we all know the answer, but we want to hear from Jay. What what is what changes? I mean, they're, that maybe they're on the edge. Maybe they're thinking Ohio State in this case. Maybe they're thinking Alabama. But in four quick days, boom, what happened, Jay? I, I think it's the atmosphere in Tuscaloosa. I think, I think it's the, um, the the ultimate closer in Nick Saban. I think he's able to convince them about, you know, look, I, you can come here, you compete, and I'm, he doesn't promise playing time. He says, look, if you're good enough, you'll play. But guess what? If you're good enough, you'll play. You're a freshman. You walk in and you can beat the guy out that's ahead of you. 
you can play it. But if you don't, then you're going to sit and take your time. And there is a process to how we do things. If you follow the process, look at the $1.7 billion of contracts in the NFL right now of active guys, over 60 that will be active on rosters coming up this year. He has a lot to sell. Uh, the championships they've won, uh, I think this year coming out, if, uh, this may be that last kind of year of, of a recruiting class that didn't win multiple uh, national championships. I think, I think I read that article today. Uh, so, so every recruiting class he's had, they've come away with a ring. That, that's unbelievable for in the last right. 15 years to have had that happen. Um, and, and for him, you know, the, the cupboard was slightly bare. I thought Mike Shula, again, I always commend him and think that he did an admirable job during that period of time. But remember in 2008, that draft, there was nobody drafted out of Alabama, which was unheard nobody. of. Nobody. Nobody. 2007 season was not great. Turned it around, undefeated SEC uh, season. They didn't do great in the bowl game, didn't do great uh, in the uh, SEC title game. But still, you saw the tide was changing. And then after that, you get to 2009, a national title against Texas. You win it. And then from then on, uh, what they've done. Looking at an article we'll get into on the other side, national championships as far as as the uh, uh, national champions are concerned, the SEC has far and away taken home more trophies over the last 10, 20, and 30 years. They talk about Big Ten and SEC, who's greater than the other. Uh, the article says, let's stop this nonsense about two power conferences. Top to bottom, there's no doubt who the, be- the better conference is. So we'll dive into that coming up on the other side. And Matt, also got Andrew Bomba join us at 115. Awesome. 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 I got... Uh... Alex is not here today, but I've saved a couple up for just for you. My special. Let's get out. We'll come back hour number two next. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa, and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. And look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in, and uh, hope you're having a great uh, Tuesday. My mommy used to always wake me up and say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So we're glad in it, glad to have you with us each and every day, and especially on this Tuesday edition. And uh, we got Andrew Bowen coming up at 115. We'll talk recruiting with him. But right now we got some woo wings from uh, Ric Flair, a story that just hit. We're going to get into that here in just one second. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. You'll absolutely love the atmosphere, fun watching your friends with well, us. Good shots, bad shots, the food, the drinks, the fun, coworkers, family, friends, all the events, charitable things that they do to help raise so much money uh, in our community in a great spot when it comes to whether it's tailgating for UAB football games, other sporting events going on, the World Games. A lot of you went there and saw that uh, Top Golf is amazing. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell. And all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. All right, so the big story today is uh, we've talked about the the recruit tight end and uh, what that's going to mean for Alabama. A flip from Ohio State to the Crimson Tide, the 2023 class, which adds another one to what right now on three has as the top recruiting class in the country for 2023. No surprise for Nick Saban. Did it in about a four-day span after he uh, made a visit to Alabama. But uh, we got to get into these Woo! Wings from Ric Flair, which I think is uh, pretty interesting. Coming out of our Tuscaloosa thread from Tide 100.9 FM, which is uh, a part of our social media and uh, all the things that our flagship station does out of Tuscaloosa. But um, you want to go through this? Yeah, uh, I need you to kind of explain it to me. All right. Because at first I thought that the woo, by the way. Yeah. The guy that precedes us is Joe. Of right. course, Gaither. He has a show. But right before that, Gary Harris. We all know Gary. Um, he does the best Ric Flair woo, yeah. you've ever heard. And, and in <laughs> fact, he's proud of it. Yeah. Uh, you can ask him in the middle of the, uh, the mall and go, woo. So I don't know. He needs to be the product endorser for this because yeah. he can do Ric Flair anytime you want it. But all right, explain it. It's woo wings. Right. But that's not a brick and mortar store. Yeah. Right? It's called like a ghost restaurant. It's the way they write about it. And virtual kitchen concept. Still relatively new, a brand that is only available for delivery and pickup orders, uses the resources of an already open uh, brick and mortar to offer some something new uh, or the same food under a different brand name. So in, in this case, Ric Flair introducing the Woo Wings to Tuscaloosa from the kitchen at Broadway Pizzeria South on McFarlane, uh, McFarlane Boulevard. So uh, now the Woo Wings is now available on Uber Eats in L.A., Nashville, San Antonio, Huntsville, Jacksonville, <laughs> and Tuscaloosa. That's pretty good. We got listed. Well, why would Huntsville and Tuscaloosa I know. be right up there with L.A.? I think LA, that's cool. L.A., Nashville, San Antonio, and Jacksonville. So the Woo Wings, which got, got a great logo, by the way, on the yeah, box. Yeah, it's super. 
Tuscaloosa joins the uh, five other cities for the launch of Flair's new brand, which coincided with the uh, Ric Flair's last match, a pay-per-view wrestling super show that took place in Nashville Sunday and purported to herald uh, the uh, 73-year-old's wrestler's retirement from the sport. I got to think that they went into market analysis and said, who was watching Ric Flair? And I don't doubt that it was in Huntsville. Tuscaloosa was oh. probably one of the biggest market share. That's why you made it in market. There. So the That's brand is, is available to order on Uber Eats, Postmates, where patrons can currently order wings and four legendary flavors with fries, either blue cheese or ranch dripping sauce. So uh, he goes on and talks about his love for, for wings. But this is going to be like, I, mean, I said this in the break, you're going to see NIL type stuff going. The Bryce Burger, right? Exactly. Where do you get the Bryce Young burger? And uh, where's the uh, – we, we, How about the down. sack of chicken for Will Anderson? Will Anderson, yeah. Sack, yes. chicken, go. Love it. Um, and this, uh, it, it excites yeah. me because to me, Catch that's the, what NIL the, the, should yeah, be Jermaine from Burns, the get-go. Catch of the day. Exactly. <laughs> Catch let's, of just go, let's just go down the roster. <laughs> we could come up with uh, – what, what yeah. could you do with Dallas Turner yeah. in Dallas? Well – even though he plays at Alabama. But uh, on, a, on a serious good part of this, positive, that's the way I always envisioned NIL would be, where you brand that person and they directly receive money from that item. Just like if it were 1993 and Jay was um, after the game, I don't know, you had a big table and you had all this kind of, um, you know, souver- souvenirs, souvenirs, memorabilia, and, and you're signing them. Yeah. And, you know, whoever manufactured is sitting there and they go, but Jay gets 10%. Jay gets 10%. 40. Um, 40. Okay. You, you negotiate. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to negotiate with your yeah. rear end because you kick somebody's butt. But uh, same thing with social. Um, That's the big you part. know, if you got, I mean, some of these, what was it we read about uh, six months ago the, in San Jose or Fresno State, two twin gymnasts yeah. had like a million and a half followers just on Instagram? Yeah. That's where you make your money, isn't well, it? Well, and, and, and I say this, um, and it's going to sound weird, but I mean it. How many lays could he have sold at Alabama? And that is uh, Tua. Tua. Oh. I mean, unbelievable. Tua um, lays. Tua lays. Tua lays. Yeah. Oh. So it, it's definitely moving in that direction. Now, the collect is what they're doing, and, and from what I understand from the universities, they're saying, look, if, if you – and I think Saban's taking a great approach on this. He's saying, look, I don't want this to be the wild, wild west. So with high tide tradition – it's going to be we're, we're going to let this group, this third party, raise money on behalf of the fans. The fans want to participate. It gives a lot of fans for the first time in their lives a chance to be a part of something. And even the fans who are at, at Bryant-Denny but never go in that are out there on the quad, the ones at home watching saying, hey, I'd love to support. I want to see us continue to sustain championship-level traditions. And by doing that, they can subscribe per month. They're going to get a certain swag, be a part of of a high-tide tradition community, which is great. On top of that, Coach Saban, uh, from my understanding, has told uh, the players, look, if you're going to benefit from this, then you're going to do things. You're, you're, you're going to go in the community. You're going to do signing sessions. You're going to do things to give back. You're not just going to get money for free. That should not be the way it is. So he's kind of putting guardrails around his players that the NCAA legislators, others are not doing so far. He thinks that's the right way to go. He loves the collective's. And a lot of the coaches do because not only is it going to spread it out over the entire team, but all over the entire athletic department. So now you're benefiting a lot of students that never would have had a chance to get this type of recognition or get this type of money coming in 
on a monthly basis. Now you can spread it across a lot of different channels. And, you know, look, my understanding, you're going to be able to earmark where you want it to go. You may be able to earmark multiple sports where you want your money to go. That's going to be great. So the teams like softball, the t- women's softball, the teams like baseball uh, who've had to deal with the Hope Scholarship, this will be an unbelievable impact for them with this NIL collective because now they will have the resources to get players in and say, look, we can give you an NIL deal. This will help pay for a lot of stuff. Alabama and Auburn, probably the only two SEC, uh, SEC schools still left in baseball where you don't have the ability to have more scholarships. Too. And it uh, hurts. Of course, that just what makes what Auburn did this past yeah. year even more impressive. No doubt. And they're not the only ones. Yep. I mean, we had other SEC teams that don't have that benefit. But if you can, I know we've got to go to a break in a second because we're going to bring on Bo and talk to some recruiting. Is this called? Is that a collective? It's a collective. Okay. It is. Yep. Now, does Alabama have more than one collective? They will possibly have more, okay. but I think this is the one that they like the most because it gives the average fan. They they have other collectives that they'll ra- are ways of raising money through the big boosters who are up in the ivory towers, up in the big suites. That's great. You got to have them. But this gives the fan, this the sidewalk fan, the guy that never went to Alabama but loved. Coach Bryant loved the tradition of Alabama. Their family's grown up Alabama fans. Uh, they never maybe attend a game, but they're the most fiercest Alabama fans. They buy the swag. They buy all the different merchandise. Now they can subscribe. They can get certain swag that's going to identify them, a part of this group that's giving back to the university, or I mean giving back to this NIL, not university, but giving back to NIL. They can be used to help with these players with NIL deals. You said something that I was really, really intrigued by, and that's that if you are a an Alabama fan, alum, whatever the case may be, sidewalk, um, and you're real, real big into gymnastics. Yeah, you can earmark it. You can. That my understanding is that there will be whether it launches that way. That's the intent. The intention is to get okay. to where people can say, "I want to go out as my group." So, so, so for instance, a Dana Duckworth, who's a great ambassador still for Alabama gymnastics, could be a person that goes out and says, "Hey." I've got an email list. I've got a group of, of, of people that I know. I've got a thousand that will give this much per month, whether it's nine ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine, twenty nine ninety nine, forty nine nine, whatever that number is. And each level, you're going to get more and more swag. That's even better and better uh, at the, through this. And by doing that, you're going to support that particular sport that they've never had this type of support before. So th- there is things to this that I really like about it. I never have been one. You know, you've heard me about talking about man players getting paid but i think this is the real way to do it because now in a sense it's tying it back to things that these players if you're going to receive this whether it's football or any sport there's things you're going to have to do there's things you're going to have to participate in to help continue to build this brand and to build high tide traditions and then you're going to be a part of that as a former player as well building the high tide traditions to keep the tradition sustainability of championship tradition at the university of alabama if Alabama doesn't do it, and if Bama fans don't step up and do it, Alabama will fall fall, fall behind. Yes, you're right. Of the legislations and other states because of the way other teams are taking this on. I just think they've done a really good job of the guardrails. I think this, the the mission and what Coach wants out of this, as well as the people that are doing it, third party, are saying, "Here's how we'll handle it." I think they're handling it the the right way and, and the most proper way of uh, anybody out there. There's other schools doing it as well, and and, and I'll say this: uh, the same model. Is going to be used by probably about 10 or 15 more power fives that see what Alabama's doing. Oh, yeah. They want the model. And they think it's the uh, the perfect model for right now. All right, uh, let's continue. We got Andrew Bowen coming up next. Stay tuned. We'll get more information about him. 
and uh, I mean, about not about him, but about all the recruits uh, that are uh, committing to the University of Alabama. Stay with us. Andrew Bone coming up next from On Threes, Bama Insider. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms around through tonight. Today's high 90, the low tonight 72. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered showers and storms forming again by afternoon. The high tomorrow at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. All right, welcome back in, and uh, you hear the music. That's Andrew Bone. His call letters handle on Twitter is Andrew, the letter J, Bone, and uh, also uh, just a uh, great uh, recruiting analyst, our expert when it comes to the Crimson Tide, and now part of On3 Media as well, and we welcome him in, Andrew Bone. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing today? Man, doing Terrific. well. Hey, first of all, talk, talk about the move to On3 Media. We talked a little bit about it with Mick Gillespie uh, yesterday, but uh, the impact for you and for Alabama fans, and uh, I've known Shannon Terry for a long time. He built Rivals 24-7, and now this one, the mega one on steroids, On3 Media. Yeah, you know it was uh, you know pretty exciting. Uh, obviously, I've known Shannon for uh, for a very long time from a professional standpoint, never from a personal standpoint. But uh, but knew you know all the companies that he had built, and you know was fortunate to be at Rivals for the last decade. Uh, you know it's crazy to think that I'd been there for ten years. But um, you know when he approached me about joining on three and uh, you know just kind of the vision and the direction. And everything they kind of had in place. I mean, I, I was just uh, extremely blown away. Um, you know, especially, you know, from the database to the NIL coverage to the message boards, uh, you know, to the people that, you know, they were getting to come, uh, to the site, you know, from a national, regional, and local level. You know, I just knew that he had, was really assembling a, an all-star cast and, uh, you know, certainly wanted to be a part of it because I think, you know, even though it's, only been around for one year it has certainly grown into a, an absolute beast already and um, you know i certainly believe that uh there's going to be uh <laughs> a lot of excitement and uh, and you know just a lot of uh, great people coming over to the site over the course of the next you know, several years so really pumped about it you know we are still bamainsider.com our name bama insider uh left rivals came with us to on three and we are so excited to be a part uh, of that Alabama community, a lot of our uh, Alabama fans uh, on Bama Insider uh, came over with us, and, and we you know, obviously want to uh, help grow that site and uh, you know, become uh, the best Alabama site in the uh, in the market. So very excited. Clint Lamb is our team reporter. Uh, Jimmy Stein, also another team reporter for us. Joseph Hastings does, does a uh, tremendous job 
uh, on the uh, on the recruiting front. You know, really uh, enjoys going out on the road, seeing kids, going to uh, to games, going to practices, and um, you know, he's going to kind of be our road warrior this uh, this season. And and then obviously uh, Kyle Henderson will still uh, do a lot of stuff on our YouTube channel. But uh, my role doesn't really change much. I'm still uh, you know going to be uh, the guy dropping you know the big recruiting scoop. Uh, you know, nuggets, uh, insider reports, uh, interviews. So you know, my job necessarily won't change. I'm just going to be part uh, of an awesome team over there. And super pumped and excited about it. They dropped a big one at noon today. Independence four-star tight end Ty Lockwood announced today that he has flipped his commitment from the Ohio State to Alabama and uh, four days after receiving an offer from the Crimson Tide. Talk about that get, how big it is. Six foot five, number nine tight end in the country. Number one, uh, 41 player in the country, number two player in Tennessee, and uh, just what that meant. He was the uh, Buckeyes' first commitment of 2023. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't really a guy that uh, was even looking to uh, to decommit from Ohio State. He was considered a pretty solid commitment uh, to the Buckeyes that heavily recruited for them, and you know, was pretty locked in. Alabama went and saw him back in January, and even his coach told Alabama at the time, hey, he's – Pretty set with Ohio State. If anything, you know, changes, he might reach out, but uh, but he's pretty solid. So, I think what happened was, and hasn't necessarily come out said this, but I think when Ohio State uh, took another commitment a few weeks ago, uh, Jelani Thurman uh, out of out of Georgia, somebody that had visited Alabama, but they, after that visit, necessarily not wasn't necessarily a uh, top target for Alabama anymore. Um, you know, they were still looking around for a tight end, and you know. Jelani Thurman announcing for Ohio State opened up the door a little bit more for Lockwood to start looking around and looking elsewhere. So he uh, decided to take a visit to Alabama last week. I uh, came down last Thursday, spent Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Tuscaloosa, uh, earned his offer from Nick Saban on Friday, and we heard some pretty strong rumors. On uh, I think first time I got a text message was on Saturday morning from someone I trust and saying, you know, to really watch out for him uh, as part of Alabama's recruiting class and, you know, did a little bit more digging on it and you know, really found out that he was going to uh, to flip to Alabama uh, from Ohio State. So big get there because we, you know, just somebody that we weren't expecting and somebody Alabama probably didn't expect. You know, we saw this last year with Jahad Campbell uh, when Brent Venables took the Oklahoma job. You know, he decided to back off his commitment and you know, ended up flipping to Alabama after taking a uh, visit down there. Obviously, a little bit of a different situation uh, with Lockwood, but kind of similar in terms of just not knowing that he was going to be available. Um, and he came down, had a great time in Tuscaloosa. It really felt comfortable around the coaching staff, the support staff, training staff, strength staff, everybody that's associated with Alabama, and then spent a lot of time with. Uh, a lot of the commitments because this was a big week. This past weekend was a big weekend. They, they had a cookout. There was a lot of uh, guys in town, recruits, but also a lot of commitments. You had Caleb Downs, Justice Haynes. You know a lot of uh, you know a lot of the bigger name guys uh, that were in Tuscaloosa trying to help recruit some of these guys. So when they were around uh, Ty Lockwood this weekend, they were able to uh, to recruit him and. You know, of course, you know, they're always trying to recruit kids, and sometimes those guys are going to jump on board, sometimes they're not. But uh, in this case, um, you know, Lockwood had a good connection with the coaches, the players, 
the other commitments and uh, decided that he wanted to stay a little bit closer to home. So big get for uh, for Alabama and the uh, four-star tight end out of Tennessee. Number two running back in the nation, depending on which uh, particular service you're looking at, Richard Young uh, committed. But immediately, uh, like a day or two later, he went on Twitter uh, urging Keon Kelly, a linebacker, the edge, uh, one of the top in the nation from Lehigh, Florida, who had committed to Notre Dame. He's trying to recruit him through Twitter. Uh, I don't think that's unique. I uh, haven't heard it happen a lot before. And does it work? You know, some, you know sometimes it, it does. Sometimes, you know, most of the time it doesn't. You know, these kids are always going to be reaching out to uh, to recruits. I mean, we, we saw that a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, Brandon Ennis and a lot of Ohio State commitments were tweeting at Caleb Downs about jumping on board and, and coming home and doing all this and you know, two days later Caleb Downs announces for uh, for Alabama instead so you know, at the end of the day these kids are going to make their own decision it's not going to be based on um, you know other guys being committed or anything like that even if you're a teammate um, of somebody it doesn't really work that way too often sometimes it does but uh, but not too often but now, Keon Keeley uh, visited Alabama this past weekend. It was his second time in Tuscaloosa since his uh, commitment to Notre Dame. So there's definitely a lot of interest there. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see an imminent flip uh, from Keon Keeley. I do think that Alabama has a very strong chance to flip him, uh, but I also think that he's going to take a little bit of time, uh, still enjoy the process a little bit, take some visits. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw him just reopen his recruitment because you know there is a lot of pressure on these guys who are committed uh to not take visits you know you know they hear from you know coaches fan bases non-stop uh, but keely has shown some interest in other schools you know not just alabama he's also uh visited florida so there's definitely some interest in uh in the one uh in-state school there so i think he might reopen things take some official visits this fall and then settle in on making a final decision. But as of right now, I would say Alabama's in, in great shape with uh, with Keon Keeley, and he's certainly a guy that uh, Alabama has been recruiting heavily for a long time. They went, Nick Saban went down to his high school uh, in late January. Uh, he attended junior day in January, and things went kind of quiet, but that was just more so on the recruiting side of things, uh, recruiting website side of things as far as, not doing any interviews, keeping things quiet, but he was still talking to Alabama very often. It wasn't like Alabama just came back into the picture. They've been there the entire time, and uh, when he's ready to, uh, you know, to to visit or make a decision, you know, Alabama's going to be there waiting on. Him. Andrew Bone joining us, and again from On Three Media and Bama Insider uh, continues, but uh, our recruiting analyst, I, I got to get your take on NIL and what we'll be launching uh, later today. And that is High Tide Tradition. High Tide Tradition offering a unique campaign for all Alabama fans in support of sustaining the championship winning tradition. High Tide Tradition's HTT is the official authorized sanctioned collective for the NIL benefit of University of Alabama student athletes. And uh, they're calling on all the Bama Nation to show their strength in numbers, make a difference, and different levels of subscriptions that they can have in order to support this. Talk about what that means for Alabama as we see other schools, their collectives, the amount of money they're raising. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this, um, you know, a few months ago. I mean, we went into, you know, July, I think it was June with Alabama only sitting with you know, three or four commitments, and you saw Nick Saban get all fired up during the spring about 
uh, you know, some of these other schools and the way that they were uh, getting players to come to their, uh, you know, to their programs. I mean, you know, called out uh, Texas A&M, but I mean, I think that you know what he was really trying to do was really trying to, you know, make the fan base understand that you know NIL is here, NIL is going to stay here for a long time, and uh, I think that you know, Alabama fans, Alabama. <laughs> Uh, supporters are certainly going to have to uh, uh, to try to get involved in that in in, in some certain way. So uh, I think they're trying to do it the right way. They I think they've got a lot of things in place uh, to do it the right way. And you know, I think these announcements that are coming and you know High Tide Traditions is doing a really good job and and making sure that you know these kids are well taken care of. And uh, I think we're starting to see that. I think we're going to see some more announcements too. You know from. Uh, uh, from different ventures announcing uh, partnerships with Alabama players. And I hear, uh, I have heard Will Anderson uh, has a pretty significant deal that's going to be announced uh, within the next 24 hours as well. So uh, you know, it, it's going to continue to grow and continue to get better. And uh, as we've seen with Alabama this, this last month, I mean, uh, NIL is here, but it's not necessarily uh, the deciding factor for a lot of these, uh, a lot of these groups. And we've seen the, uh, the slogan that's going around, Lambos, uh, or tr- excuse me, <laughs> trophies over Lambos or, or rings over Lambos. You know, that's something that, um, yeah, that a lot of kids are seeing. They're going to these different places. They're hearing what they can get or what cars they can get. And they're coming to Alabama and, you know, Alabama's proving to them exactly what they can do on the recruit, you know, for them, not only now, but for their future as well. Yeah, $1.7 billion in contracts Nick Saban has had since he got to Alabama. And, you know, the, the thing about it, too, is, and I heard one, one of the players say it recently, I'm not worried about NIL. I'm worried about my second contract in the NFL. <laughs> and I thought that was really interesting. I want to prepare myself for that second contract. That's what will be bigger than any NIL deal I can do with Alabama. So, all right, my man, thanks as always. Andrew J. Bone is his, that's at Andrew the letter J bone for his Twitter account. Follow him. And again, on on three media, Bama insider, and always doing a great job. A lot of shows you'll find on the Bama insider, YouTube channel, Facebook live with Andrew bone. Andrew, thank you. Thank you guys. How's it going? You too, my man. All right. We'll continue more to come. Stay with us live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Welcome back in. I saw the uh, name of the article this morning uh, and uh, came out yesterday afternoon. About the time, right, right about the end of our show, but it's uh, SEC uh, greater than Big Ten. And uh, let's stop this nonsense about two power <laughs> conferences. And uh, they went through the national championships. As far as national championships are concerned, the SEC has, has far and away taken home more trophies over the last 10 to 20, 30 years. 
uh, Alabama you date back to 1992. We won it, 30-year anniversary coming up, 2009, 11, 12, 15, 17, and 20 under Nick Saban. LSU, 03, 07, and 19, 03, Nick Saban. Uh, Florida, 1996, 2006, and 2008. Georgia, 2021. Uh, last time they won it was 1980. Uh, Auburn, 2010. The last time they called a shared New York Times, 1993 and 1957. Yeah. Was it, so, so they're at two and a half. I, uh, I give them a share on 04. I thought that team that ripped off big time. Um, that was the BCS in place at that point. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Tennessee, 1998, Arkansas, nothing, Kentucky, nothing, Mississippi State, all the way down. Uh, Texas in 2005 win it. Uh, Oklahoma, 2000. Ohio State, 2002, 2014. Uh, Michigan, 1997. Nebraska, where you at, Lars? 94, 95, 97. What a they great the decade. Yeah. Yes, they did. Southern Cal, 2003 and 2004. So uh, you look at just the numbers and then also college football playoff appearances, which is pretty amazing. Uh, just appearances, Ohio State's had four. They've gotten to the finals uh, twice, won one national t- championship there, three and three, their record. Uh, Michigan State, one-time appearance, not a final, not a national championship game, 0-1-1. Uh, Michigan, 0-1-1. Again. Uh, Alabama, seven times they've been there in the playoffs and the uh, college football playoffs appearances. Six, they've got to the finals. Three, they've won. So they're 9-4. and four when it comes to their record in the CFP. Uh, Georgia, two uh, appearances, two finals, and one championship. So they're 3-1. and one. Uh, So not a bad record for them. 1-1 one one for LSU and uh, one national championship. Uh, LSU, SEC, they're 2-0. and oh. So SEC wins over the last 10 years. Alabama definitely at the top uh, of this. Um, if you look at uh, this is SEC wins, or season wins over the last 10 years, a bunch of different teams, Alabama, is at 128. Oklahoma is at 107. Georgia at 106. LSU, 90. Texas A&M, 84. Florida, 80. Auburn, 77. Mississippi State, 74. Texas, 70. Look, they've already put – they put Texas and uh, Oklahoma and in, the in the SEC. Big Ten, uh, their highest is 117 with Ohio State, 93 with Wisconsin, Michigan State, 83. So uh, you look at uh, just from – the SEC right now, they've got one, two, three of the top four. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Three of the top four as far as total wins over the last, uh, I guess, since 2012, so the last 10 years. Yeah, well, one of the things I think is kind of related to that is that um, it just means just, it, it, it does mean more. But, but you do wonder if the future – uh, what's going to happen here? Of course, uh, Alabama, I mean, uh, the SEC is getting uh, Texas and OU, but the Big Ten's getting U- USC and USC. First of all, uh, which one? Which pair would you rather have? Uh, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, me too, yeah. me too. But in the midst of, of all of this, you know, conference realignment and additions and, and subtractions, um, the UCLA Bruins had – had a deal with Armor All, in which they've recently settled on May the twenty sixth. That Armor All pay UCLA Under over Armour. six. What am I saying? Under Armour. Under Armour. I think it's Under Armour. Armor All is what you put on your <laughs> dashboard. Uh, you know what, Jay? I've done that since we were partners. Yeah, I think it's Under Armour. It, it is yeah. Under Armour. 
Uh, I know the logo and everything. And I'm and guess what? But their cars. But the cars. I wrote it down. Yeah, armor all. But their cars look great. Uh, yeah, they do. But uh, shiny for the national championships. <laughs> but uh, under armor settled sixty-seven plus million dollars with UCLA when Under Armour wanted to curtail their what is what do you call it their their, their partnership. The timing of this is incredible. It's right before they announced they were going to the Big Ten. Wow. So who knew, who didn't, mm-hmm. who wasn't speaking up, who was, and who lost big on that deal? I would say that Under Armour did because they backed out, and guess where the Bruins went less than five days later? To the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten. Wouldn't their visibility yeah. as a partnership with that? Anyway. Uh, Good point. Uh, it, it just kind of twisted around in my mind when I was trying to figure out the difference between something you put on your dashboard and something <laughs> you put on your jersey. So according to the 2018 Gallup poll, college football is the favorite major sport in states of 12 of the 16 to be SEC schools. Only six home states of Big Ten schools can make that claim. There's actually a total of 22 states, Hawaii being one of those, that claim college football their most popular sport. Texas is not one. Texas is actually pro football. Cowboys. Cowboys. Colorado's pro football. Nevada, the betting aspect of that. Wyoming, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, uh, Indiana, and Virginia. Pro baseball is Washington State. It's Maine. It's New Hampshire. It's all the New England states up in that area. Boston. Yeah. And the Yankees. Connecticut is college basketball. North Carolina's college basketball. Kentucky's college basketball. Kansas college basketball. New Mexico college basketball, they've only got five states where the most popular sport is college basketball. Pro basketball has two, California and Arizona. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Lakers and Suns, I don't. Pro basketball and, uh, let's see here. This one's got one that's got the shades in it. And Nevada is pro basketball and pro football. So we got to give them credit for that. I didn't see the shades till just now. Uh, The last one, college Ice hockey, where do you think the most popular ice hockey state is uh, in maybe the Michigan Union? Maybe or Minnesota? Alaska. Uh, Alaska. <laughs> really? It's Alaska. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, at, first I thought that... it, at first I thought it was Arkansas with AK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. Now, that poll's very interesting. Um, where was it? You probably said it, and I didn't hear Where was Georgia? What? Georgia's college football. Okay. Yeah. Because I wouldn't think it'd be the Falcons, but I I would think that the Braves have a pretty good foothold there, yeah. uh, but, but not it, as big as Georgia. Yeah, but I it, mean, right now and, Georgia's and you, huge. Yeah, and you look at the foothold of like Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi State. L, I mean, Mississippi, LSU, Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida. I mean, that is the SEC. I mean, and their most popular sport is football. That's why the SEC network has grown. The way it has and why ESPN is about to pour three times the amount of money uh, into the sport and uh, into broadcasting all these games. All right, more to come. We're going to get into uh, some hamburger joints. Is that right? Down in Tuscaloosa? Absolutely. I think uh, uh, one of the articles came out, the best hamburger joints in T-Town. If you get ready just a couple months to head down to the games, I'll give you a couple spots you might enjoy. Stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms around through tonight. Today's high 90, the low tonight 72. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered showers and storms forming again by afternoon. The high tomorrow at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. All right, welcome back in. Dave Barker Show live from AVX. We've been talking about the new collective for the Crimson Tide. We're going to be telling you more about that. I'm going to join Ryan Fowler coming up at the top of the hour in his show on Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. We'll give more information about that and uh, when that will be released coming up later today. For all you Tide fans to get involved, again, that's High Tide Traditions, the NIL, and uh, authorized by the University of Alabama. And a uh, great, great uh, program that's going to help out. The Crimson Tide when it comes to NIL. All right, uh, an old lady once said it a long time ago, where's the beef? And, uh, oh, that was Matt the Coulter. Wendy's lady. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she said, where's the beef? Boy, that, that was famous for a long time. For a it was long like, uh, time. Yeah. Tommy Iconic. Charles brought the uh, campaign in and said, don't you buy no ugly truck. If you remember that or not, <laughs> he made a lot of money off that. But anyway, hey, look top at five. Fowler's uh, steak there. That was good. Yeah, I know he, it's bad for radio, but uh, he had it up there for a second in his profile. Look at that. Yeah. Big Mike Steakhouse. You ever been to Big Mike Steakhouse, Andrew? My oldest Andrew in the studio is um, going to be working. There's with one down uh, at um, Orange Beach. And normally I go to Orange Beach and I'm going to eat I'm gonna eat seafood. But that's a Big Mike Steak right there. And they have one on Canal Road. And it is fabulous. It's one of the best. Next time you're down there, yeah. you do cruise on over. What's the best burger you've had in Tuscaloosa? Uh, the best burger I've had in Tuscaloosa. I don't, I don't try to think of um, burger places. Probably Rammer Jammers. Um, really that's good. The one right there on the corner. Yeah, yeah, really good. By uh, Bryant Denny. Um, there are others on this list, including the Oasis Bar and Grill, which if you're on 11 coming off the interstate early, um, towards Tuscaloosa, you get off. At, I think it's a Cottondale. That place, it's a it's a little stone like building. Mm-hmm. It's on the right side of the road. Has been there since I took my first trip to Tuscaloosa. So uh, what is that? About seventy eight years. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's been a, that a long. Under fifty. Yeah. Uh, and it has been, and it and its burgers are unbelievable. Now the strip has, uh, it's more than its share. Um, what is the one I, I asked, I lost my website here. Uh, the one I asked him just about Andrew out just a minute ago, um, hooligans, the hooligans was one. Hooligans is good. Yeah. Um, that, uh, scale of one to 10 y'all, I, I have not been there. Um, the one I did eat at down on the strip was, uh, I guess it's mugshot still down there. It's not on this list, Yeah. but you know, they serve that one about what a, well, about a foot high. Right. That if you eat, they'll yeah. give it to you. You tried that one time. My you son did. You did. Did you get it? No, you uh, couldn't finish it. Yeah. You couldn't finish Neither yeah. could my son. But, man, did he give it a heck of a run. What's, uh, so what, what's on the list right there? Do you have the whole list in front of you? I did until I somehow magically. I forgot how good uh, Full Moon Barbecue Slaw Dog was. 
I had a slaw dog this weekend for Full Moon Barbecue, and I was like, I will not forget this. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oasis is there. Hooligans is there. Five. It's just called F-I-V-E. Not five guys. Oh, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But not five guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, a five restaurant. Yeah. This one down in uh, Lakeview. Oh, is there? Yeah. They, oh, okay. Yeah, they, right. they used to just serve five. I, I think they changed their menu where they go and, and expanded a little bit more. Really good restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought of it more as a white tablecloth restaurant as opposed to a burger yeah, place, yeah. but it could be both. And Avenue Pub, that's on University Boulevard. Don't know that one. And then yours, the one you mentioned, was Ramajan. And, and I'll so. tell you this. If you're ever down on 38, 38 Burger, Andrew knows this. Isn't it great? Called 30, 30 A. 38 Burgers in 30 Avenue, which is owned by Chris Core and uh, Tina. Uh, they used to own Core Wireless. Remember uh, Core Wireless? I remember going up to uh, Gadsden yeah. and yeah. doing one of those. Aniana, Gadsden, yeah. all those areas. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> they, they sold off. The, the family saw off the Bell Company. They started the wireless. They went satellite. Then they started buying towers, putting AT&T and all that stuff on them, and sold those off, and then went down and bought a great place at the beach and then opened up uh, 30 Avenue right there behind uh, Rosemary Beach. Okay. 38 Burger. Good stuff. You still go to the Donut Hall? Oh, yeah. I used to take my kids there all the time. What do we like, Andrew? Chocolate <laughs> Angels. Chocolate Angels. Uh, I have to get them next time I'm down angels. there. Uh-uh. I don't think so. Now, I, I would go there because I love their breakfast. Their breakfast is great. And, you know, I'm I'm over easy. And, well, that, that was oddly <laughs> that was oddly phrased. I'm over easy. But uh, I would love their breakfast to order. And then I would take home a sack of donuts and donut holes because I would just the fill kids, up on breakfast. I'm, yeah. I'm a, the kids love that. Uh-oh. They, oh, they yeah. had a sugar high ready to go. I, yeah, like they, you know, like they needed more. I'm sure there was plenty back at the <laughs> condo or wherever. But uh, What's the best burger you've ever had outside of Tuscaloosa? Oh wow! Like I love Five Guys still. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's a burger. You, man, you can have that one all the time. Um, yeah, no, I, Bob Myers has got a great burger. Andrew gets that every time he goes there. Um, there's another one I had. Uh, you know where um the well you you don't you're not far from it. Neither am I. Across from Salvatore's, yep. it used to be Golden Rule. Now it's Archie's. A lot of barbecue places have great cheeseburgers. And that's they one really of do. them. Yeah, they. I mean, it's just. And, I, and, guess I, that's a, and I gotta say, Milo's hamburgers have been one of my favorites all time. I love them. When my daughter and son-in-law come in from Texas, yeah, they stop there. Before they come to my I house. I can't believe Milo's is not <laughs> franchised outside of there. I mean, like, there's not one in Nashville, not one in Atlanta. It's mostly right here, well, and um, and it's a un- unique type of burger. But it man, is it's that. so good. The buns are awesome. All right, thanks to uh, Joe, all the guys there at Tide 100.9 FM, our Josh, our producer at Crawford, and does all the great stuff for us on Bam Insider as well. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Jay Barker, thanks for being with us. Join us tomorrow for the Wednesday edition. Hi, this is Wes McClellan.